0: Society's family unit is in crisis as less and less people are making the commitment of a lifelong partnership together. It has been normalized, encouraged, and easier than ever to just throw in the towel when the going gets tough. With time and a premium, start by spending 20 minutes per week gaining thought-provoking inspiration towards a journey of self-improvement, ultimately improving your marriage, your family, your health, and your home. (laughs) All relationships have conflict. This cannot be avoided or negotiated with. Managing conflict is vital in predicting success with conflict. This is our third part of our four-part series on the Four Horsemen from John Gottman, and today we are going to talk about defensiveness. We will discuss what defensiveness means and what the antidote is for your relationship.
1: Welcome back to another episode of The Family Order. Uh, Just to kind of recap, John Gottman is a famous psychologist and professor who has worked for over four decades um, on divorce prediction and marital stability. So identifying the four horsemen helps with managing uh, conflict in relationships. So the goal is to replace these four horsemen with positive and productive habits of communication. So the four horsemen are actually a metaphor um, depicting the end times in the New Testament. If you're familiar uh, with biblical terms, uh, conquest, war, hunger, and death. So the four horsemen here are used to do, to uh, define communication styles. Right. Uh, so these four styles can actually predict the end of a relationship, which is why we find them so. Um, not entertaining, I guess, intriguing. Yes, <laughs> entertaining. <laughs> so we've already done um, the first two criticism and contempt. um So now we're going to talk a little bit more about defensiveness before we go into the fourth one, which is stonewalling.
0: Right. And remember that just a quick reminder for folks out there that haven't um, gone back and listened to our earlier episodes shame on you. Um, <laughs> But uh, marriage is one of our four pillars and we define um, marriage as a pillar in the way that we are looking to elevate one another to flourish as life partners. So um, that's not to be PC about it. That's actually what we, that's what we really yeah. think. <laughs> we really do
1: think we're going to be life partners. And so <laughs> right,
0: right. Um,
1: not just until things don't work out.
0: Yeah, yeah. For now.
1: For and, now it yeah. works for
0: now um My upgrade, so <clears throat> yeah just throw this away when i get tired of it <laughs> um and uh so the third horseman is defensiveness and typically it's a response to uh criticism one of the earlier horsemen we discussed and when you know you've been um defensive um we, we and we all have been, so we've all done this at different times when we feel attacked and it's rampant in relationships that are on the rocks because more often than not, you're more focused on being right than actually resolving a conflict. So you, you may feel unjustly accused, uh, especially when emotions are involved or you're stressed or you're tired. And we all tend to start fishing for excuses mm-hmm. and playing the innocent victim that didn't do anything wrong and that'll that get people to back mentality. off
1: mentality
0: all right another episode we've done. <laughs> and it's a theme you know you sort of mm-hmm. notice the reoccurring theme mm-hmm. and it's to get the focus off of your issues and on somebody else typically
1: yeah and unfortunately so. this strategy is almost never successful <laughs>
0: pretty much. It's pretty much not. Not over the long term. It's not. Short term, I think it can be yeah. successful sometimes.
1: Basically, but. our excuses tell our partner that we don't take their concerns seriously and that we won't take responsibility for our mistakes. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, did you call Jack and Sarah to let them know that we're not coming tonight like you promised this morning?
0: By the way, we don't really know a Jack yeah. and Sarah we
1: just
0: <laughs> pulled that out of thin air, but a defensive response would be, well, I was just, I was just too darn busy today. As a matter of fact, you know how busy my schedule is. Why didn't you just do it? Did anybody spot the defensiveness in that <laughs> statement?
1: Yeah. This partner not only responds defensively, But they actually end up reversing the blame uh, in an attempt to make it the other partner's fault. So instead, a non-defensive response would express acceptance of responsibility, admission of fault, and understanding of your partner's perspective.
0: Right. And to clarify, we don't want people to think that means you just start accepting the blame in every situation and become a doormat. Yeah you know that's so that's, that's that's a, a different episode. that's a whole different thing <laughs> but um, a a good response a more appropriate response would be something along the lines of you know oops I forgot oops. Um, sorry can you
1: say oops oops <laughs> <Whoops>. oops. <laughs> oops or
0: whoops? I don't, what you like that? I don't think you've ever said oops I don't like the word oops <laughs> so I don't say it
1: oops I did it again <sighs>
0: So anyways, (laughs) moving forward, uh, we'll be here all night. This is a serious episode. Um, But the words I'm sorry could probably be a part of the sentence. Um, And most people throw that around a lot. But um, I think that's an important thing to say. Just, hey, I'm sorry. I forgot. Um, I should have asked you this morning. I knew my day would be packed. Uh, That's part of planning ahead. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> we're, just, we're so self-serving this is ridiculous we're just plugging our own episodes that's where we are now but you could say that's my fault let, let me call him right now so not only are you fixing the problem you're getting right on it but you've also admitted you're part of the blame you didn't say anything about your partner you didn't say you 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 know there's nothing mm-hmm. to do with him mm-hmm. you took responsibility and ownership of it Without self-degradation, you know, so the, the self-deprecation yeah. and stuff, it, it, that can get real old pretty fast. And I see a lot of guys do this. You go out there and you self-deprecate because you think it gives you some sympathy points mm-hmm. or that it'll bring people into your confidence and they'll like you and they may have a laugh. It works for a short while.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Pretty soon that gets old. It yeah. gets old real fast. People don't respect you because you don't seem to respect yourself.
1: Yeah. Well, and I mean, it's perfectly understandable to defend yourself when you You are stressed out and you're feeling like you're attacked. Um, but this approach will not have the desert
0: and not attacking somebody is another issue altogether as well. So I think you want to make sure you don't, you you know, we want to make sure you don't just like think that it's okay to attack people because then, you know, you don't want them to get defensive, but that that's that. that's on you too is not to mm-hmm. put the other person on the defensive
1: yeah exactly so. um so i don't know what you just talked about because i was distracted by you hitting the microphone well now that
0: everybody knows know. make it a thing <laughs> so could have smoothly moved along <laughs>
1: We haven't recorded in a couple of weeks. We're a little out of whack We just want to be very real with people.
0: <laughs> yeah. So uh, to get us back on track. Um, so when you feel attacked and you get defensive, just remember this, this won't have the effect you want. It won't have the result that you want. In fact, it usually leads to no results because how many times have you all had the dumbest fight in the history of the universe that you can't remember what it was originally about and it totally changed to this emotionally charged fight Mm -hmm. where you just started blaming each other and attacking each other and then other stuff came up because you know what i'm pissed now Mm -hmm. so i'm just gonna bring everything up
1: well even in putting together examples for this episode and stuff i was like trying to think like okay what's like a real life situation where i used like a defensive you know response and i couldn't even think of one. Number one, I have a terrible memory. Number two, it's probably because of stupid. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's so dumb. It was
1: probably a stupid fight that it was probably really my fault. It's, it's kind of like
0: <laughs> drunken recall. Like if you get like really emotionally charged and stressed out, you tend to remember stuff that happened when you were stressed out before. But um, the the other problem is when somebody doesn't ever acknowledge these things <laughs> and doesn't fix them, and then they come back. And uh, anyways, what was I saying? So, really, defensiveness, again, the bottom line is it's all about blaming the other person. And the escalation of the conflict, it, it doesn't lead to anything getting accomplished. That's that's the big thing we want to underline. So, it, it doesn't allow for any resolving or managing of the conflict itself. So, anyways. Yeah. Um, so, really, I mean, defensiveness is is really you know it's an issue it's not probably the biggest issue in a marriage and if you've been defensive don't have a a fire drill thinking that oh my gosh our marriage is is doomed and it's it's all bad um but if a problem's not resolved over time that will build Mm -hmm. resentment it will make things worse and the antidote is to accept responsibility but you you need to do it in a healthy way. Don't accept responsibility for everything. Yeah. That's, that's taken them a little bit too far. And then you've turned yourself into a doormat and then you're not going to get your voice heard, your needs fulfilled either. And nobody's going to be happy when that starts happening. So, but offering an apology is another thing that we think is, is very important. Some people aren't very good at it. Um, but especially when they're mad
1: like we um, said before, we're not perfect. <laughs> no, we
0: are not. And, um, but honestly, everybody has problems with this. I, th- I think mm-hmm. every, I can't think of a single person that I've known for very long that hasn't been defensive about something.
1: Yeah. I think this next example is probably good because I feel like we're always running late, especially with two children.
0: So we're not running can late. We, so our kids blame are running our late. Kids. <laughs> It's our kids' fault. <laughs> it's our our kids fault. totally their fault. So,
1: but so an example of defensiveness it's not my fault we're going to be late. It's your fault because you always get dressed at the last second.
0: We're both guilty of yeah.
1: Yeah. that, honestly. We get our kids ready first. Yeah. We're, we're always the last ourselves. to
0: get ready. Like, oh, I guess I better do something with yeah. this hot mess.
1: Whereas the antidote would be that I would say, I really don't like being late. But you're right. We don't always have to leave so early. I can be a little bit more flexible, um, which I don't know if that works in my vocabulary. <laughs> we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, I I'm think th- the other thing is to be proactive too. Like if you know these problems always seem to happen, um, you you need to just go ahead and get ready earlier <laughs> and try to try to figure out, like, do something different or you're going to get the same results
1: yeah so taking Um, responsibility for part of the conflict so trying to leave too early um so even while asserting that that i don't like to be late
0: for sure you know yeah um, absolutely so
1: we prevent the conflict from escalating and admitting my my role in the conflict. so
0: well i think it's disarming i think if you think of our personal past i think that that's the thing when you go on the attack and the defensive Mm -hmm. and then you're not listening to each other and then you're just trying to like load up for your next you know yeah shots that you're gonna fire and, and and so now um you know it's really important to remember that you're you're in this together like you know try to remember your team and it's very disarming when somebody admits fault over some, and not in a sarcastic way i mean actually mm-hmm. admits specifically what they think they did what they can do better what else are you gonna say to them at that point mm-hmm. are you gonna kick them while they're down no you're gonna be like, no. Okay, yeah, I was wrong too. Sorry, it got the better of me. I could do this better, I could do that better too. So yeah, let's work on it. You know, that it's very disarming. It Mm -hmm. it it really just takes the conflict right out of it. So
1: yeah, I mean, so obviously it's like we said, it's natural to Yeah. Want to defend yourself when you're feeling attacked. And so like you said, being defensive is, is different in relationships. So you want to be assertive versus being passive. Right. Um, So another, a good book, no more Mr. Nice guy. Mm -hmm. I haven't read it, but (laughs) so, 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 (laughs) so focus on the major problem and a solution while admitting your part or your share of the responsibility. So being defensive will happen in, in long-term relationships. So making sure that you don't ever react. Um, if you or your partner gets defensive at times. So with practice, you can quickly recognize and recover from it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think being emotional is the biggest part of being defensive. It's an emotional response. You, you go on the defense when you feel attacked and, many times especially in your long-term relationship your marriage um, it can really stem from unresolved issues that are building up resentment and sometimes under the surface um, which is really dangerous so um, when you get to that contempt level which was the horseman mm-hmm. we just talked about th- that's what can happen especially when someone feels like they're not being heard or they're not being respected or that things aren't being resolved and they've just gone over it so many times. They're just like, I I don't even know what else to say here. And they start lashing out. Um, Mm -hmm. Just, just throwing barbs, just spewing venom to be hurtful sometimes, which is not what anybody wants to do. Um, But emotions are a huge part of that. And I think when emotions take over the brain shuts down and that's not how we want to deal with things, but try to remove the emotions, try to stay calm And be sure to remind yourself and maybe even your partner um, about the good in each other and the good intentions. You know, don't always assume uh, ill will, you know, try to assume the best of each other. That will certainly help um, in times of stress.
1: Yeah. So this week's call to order. Think about the last argument that you had in your relationship. Try to identify when you were defensive and recognize what happened in that discussion. What made you defensive and what was the outcome? Think about what you would say differently and practice being less defensive and more solution oriented. If you're ready for your marriage and family dynamic to thrive and not just survive, all it takes is 20 minutes or less joining us each week it begins with a journey of self-improvement while you sit in the carpool lane, commute to work, squeeze in a workout, or get halfway through folding that laundry pile. Be sure to check out the blog at thefamilyorder.com and follow us on social media at The If you're ready to start your journey, be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss new episodes every month.